Well, hello, everyone. This is Craig Valentine from TurbulenceTraining.com and TGFatLoss.com. Here with another great seven-day fat-burning coaching call to help get you through the week. And we're going to talk a little bit about hotel room workouts this week and some new interval training research. But first, I just want to uh, tell you a little secret that I'm off to Joel Marion's surprise birthday party. And uh, I think that by the time I release this, I will already have yelled surprise at him. So uh, don't tell anyone until Friday anyways. But I'm off to Tampa, and again, it's Joel's birthday, and his wife is having a surprise party for him. should be a lot of fun. And I finally get to meet his little daughter, Lily, uh, so it's going to be very cool. Now, while I'm there, I'm going to be staying in a guest suite in Joel's condo, so in his building, not in his actual uh, condo uh, itself. But I'm sure they're going to have a hotel-style gym in the building, uh, his last one did that I visited. And now I often get a lot of questions on hotel room workouts, and I stay in a lot of hotels. Trust me, I'm probably in 20 hotels per year. And rarely is the gym so bad that it doesn't even have at least dumbbells. But I will admit, sometimes there are gyms that don't have any dumbbells, and sometimes there are gyms that don't have any weight machines, only cardio machines. But really, you know, with dumbbells, you can pretty much do your regular turbulence training workout unless you're pretty strong. But if you don't have that, I have a hotel room bodyweight-only workout for you today. All right, so getting into our transformation tip of the week for Monday, April 4th. It's a Kekich Credo, and it's Kekich Credo number 95 that says, You are exactly what you believe and think about all day long. Constantly monitor your thoughts. So simply believe in yourself. Have positive self-thoughts. Uh, eliminate the self-doubt, get rid of the negative, and stay focused on your vision. And I really believe that you should have that either written down or use the vision board process where you have pictures of what your life, what you lo- want your life to, to be like. And there's nothing wrong with doing that. It works extremely well, and you can stay focused on that and reminded of the positive things if you have that around you. And speaking of tr- tr- transformation contests and our transformation tips, Our 10th contest is just ending. I believe this is our last weekend, maybe our second last weekend to get entries in. And then we're going to start our new one on May 1st. So it'll probably be May 1st, run the entire month of May, you'll be able to enter. And I really hope that you're going to jump in and join us in our next 12-week contest. Now let's take a look at our hotel room workout. And what you're going to do is alternate between lower body and upper body exercises in a circuit with some total body ab exercises thrown in. Now, of course, you can't really train your upper back in a hotel room without any equipment, unless you have resistance bands. So unless you have dumbbells or a bar or bands or a seated row, you really can't train your upper back. You really can't work between your shoulder blades. And your lats get a little bit of work in the push-ups, but nothing like some rows or pull-downs. So make sure you get to a gym at least once a week, or a playground where you can do some pull-ups or bodyweight rows to train your upper back. And if you're staying in a hotel, almost every hotel has something you can do for your upper back, whether it's light dumbbells for rear deltoid raises, or whether it's heavier dumbbells for dumbbell rows, or whether it's a seated row, or whether it's a pull-up bar. is generally something in almost every hotel gym. Now, in the circuit, first round you're going to do is only half the number of repetitions for warm-up, and you're not going to rest between the exercises and you're going to rest a minute at the end of the circuit, so there's eight exercises, and you're going to go go through this as many times as you possibly can in about 20 to 30 minutes if you have that much time. So, again, the first round is only half the number of repetitions that I recommend uh, as your warm-up round. So prisoner squat, 20 reps, first exercise. 
Then push-ups. Do as many as possible, stopping two repetitions short of failure. Reverse lunge, 15 per side. You put your hands up in the prisoner position there to get a little bit of upper back work. Then a plank for 60 seconds, so you do 30 seconds in the warm-up. Split squat, you're going to go 12 reps per side. Close grip push-ups, do up to 25 reps. And in your warm-up rounds, just do a couple of reps, not a lot. Side plank, 30 seconds per side. And then jumping jacks, jacks for one minute is optional. So you can do jumping jacks, run in place, anything that, that is a really faster type exercise. So again, that's it for the hotel room workout. You do one round of warm-up and then as many rounds as you can in 20 to 30 minutes. Now into Tuesday, our research review comes from the European Journal of Applied Physiology, and I always try and look for some interval training research, and that's what I have for you today. And this one is looking at it from an athletic background. So they're looking at the responses to multiple sets of repeated sprint exercise, focusing on changes in acceleration, um, intermittent running capacity, and physiological responses. So they had 10 healthy young students, some uh, seven males and three females, and they did a resistance, or sorry, a, a repeated sprint training program where they did three sets of five sprints. So they did one sprint, then rest, then another sprint, then rest, etc. And then they, so they did four second sprints. So they did five four second sprints with 20 seconds between each sprint, and that was one set. And before they did the next set, they rested for four and a half minutes. So it's kind of complicated, but that's what they did. That was their training, and they did that 10 times. And before and after this training period, 10 times, I think that was two weeks, before and after this training period, they did tests of um, sprint training, acceleration, and they did uh, intermittent recovery yo-yo runs. So it's basically run, rest, run, rest. And so what they found was this sprint training resulted in a significant improvement in acceleration and in this yo-yo repeated for running performance by about 8%. So acceleration increased about 15%. And they also found that their physiological responses, basically their increase in lactate, decreased during the same training tests, and the recovery heart rate went down lower. So basically what they found was the sprint training, not surprisingly, improves acceleration, improves performance, improves dealing with high-intensity exercise, and it was only 10 minutes of exercise per session, I, I believe, and they really just found that for team sport activities, this type of repeated sprint training where they do short sprints a whole bunch of times may be better than longer intervals. So in my training, you see a lot of 30-second and 60-second intervals. Well, according to this research, maybe doing five-second intervals with a little break and then five-second interval, then break, and then five-second interval, and doing that instead of a 60-second run is going to be better for performance. Now, they didn't actually compare it against any other interval training, so it's their hypothesis, but that might be something for you to consider if you work with athletes and you have access to a way where they can just do really short sprints, whether it's in a small amount of space, then maybe that is the interval-type training you're going to want to do. And remember, we've talked about the shuttle sprints in the past where changes in direction have resulted in a significant increase in physiological response to interval training. And so doing these short sprints, doing changes in direction, may be better for athletes than long, straight-line sprints. Okay, Consider that for your advanced interval training tip of the week. 
Now, into Wednesday's workout tip, we're going to get another training switch here. And I want you to focus on making sure that you have your program in the correct order. So you're switching it up if it's in a bad order to the proper order. You want to do your most difficult and intense exercises first. For example, I saw this training mistake in the gym this week. A guy was doing hanging leg raises first in his program, and he was doing it by holding the bar. He wasn't getting any support where you have those slings that you put your arms in. He was grasping the bar and doing hanging leg raises, and he did a bunch of sets of that. And then he followed that up with chin-ups, and he wasn't able to do hardly any chin-ups with proper form because his grip was fatigued. So he has to switch that up. He has to make sure that he's doing his workouts properly. Because if you're not doing your workouts properly, you're wasting your time. And I have a really great quote on time wasting, and, and I'm a really big believer in protecting your time because it doesn't matter how much money you have, everybody's running out of time. And so the quote is from a guy named Alan Lakin who said, time equals life. Therefore, waste your time and waste your life, or master your time and master your life. And you master your time by having a good, efficient workout program, by being productive and scheduling your day, and not wasting your time. So, just a little tip and, and uh, a big part of my life philosophy. Now into Trainer Thursday, and I want to share a video with you on my certification site. Back in 2009, I worked with a trainer named Chris Lopez, and we gave him the certification back then. In fact, Chris was the first trainer I ever certified. And then a couple of years went by before we decided to take that certification on a bigger level. And that's what we're doing this week. And here's what Chris, a busy father of five, and this guy looks like he's 18 years old and he has five kids, believe it or not. Here's what he had to say about his experiences with the Turbulence Training Certification, how it's changed his life. And you can find that video at TurbulenceTrainingCertification.com forward slash first certified trainer. And he's got a great video for you there. And it's impressive how, you know, like you, Chris really wanted to redesign his life so he could work with more clients, but at the same time have more time for his kids. And that's what he's been able to do with the turbulence training certification and client attraction tools and all that type of stuff. And and the philosophy of fat loss programs to get his clients more results in less time. So it's been a really great experience for Chris and a really good time working with him. Now into Facebook Friday. And we have our question here, which is, from, I believe it was Jessica, who said, Hi, Craig, quick question. Is it still effective to mix and match workouts? I'm just asking because it's hard at my gym to gather all the equipment and space I need to go from a weight exercise to a ball exercise on the floor. And so I said to Jessica, you know, it really depends on what you're mixing and matching and if you're a trainer or not. Because if you're not a trainer, you know, no offense, but you can't really trust yourself to make sure you're mixing and matching the right things. And also depends on what you consider effective. If you just want to come out of there saying, oh, I feel great, I feel like I did some exercise, uh, you know, people can get away with mixing and matching. But if you want results and you want to make sure that you're not doing exercises that are going to cause overuse injuries, then it's a lot more complex. And I really have a, uh, I don't have much of a concrete answer for it. It's much better to take a look at the list of exercise substitutions that I put together in the membership site or on the blog and find something that you can replace the exercise with. So you can replace the exercises rather than trying to, to mix and match programs, and that's going to be better for your results and for your training. All right, now into Social Support Saturday. I have a quote and an article for you. So the article is just really posted on TT Fat Loss blog. It was an article by a guy named Matt Krasowitzki who uh, wrote the article, article for T 
ITMuscle.com, and it's a great article on confidence. Uh, the, the link is just so long, I can't read it out to you, but I highly recommend you um, check out that site. The site is going to be really hardcore muscle building, but if you can find oh, – you can't even spell his last name. I, I don't even know how it's spelled. It's uh, Croc Witsky or something like that. And anyways, he recently wrote it, and I highly recommend you try and track this down. I posted it on my Facebook page, and it really just shows you that uh, no matter how much self-doubt you have, a little bit of success can get the uh, momentum going. And I have a quote for you that says, if you're just getting started on some big changes, realize that it's fine to start slow. After all, even the smallest steps in the right direction are still better than the nothing you've been doing. It's better to start slow, have some success, and build on the success than it is to start too fast and feel like you are failing as you can't keep up that really fast pace. So something to consider there. I got that uh, was posted on my Facebook page, and it's got a lot of positive feedback. All right, finally, into Sunday, our plan shop and prepare day, our nutrition day, we're going to talk about almonds versus carbohydrates. And so there is some research out there, and I'll quote it in a second, that I, I discovered this years ago, where they took a look at almonds in a diet versus the same amount of calories from complex carbohydrate, and they found an improvement in weight loss with the almonds. So a little bit more detail on that in a second. But first, people have asked, you know, simply what are starchy carbs. And starchy carbs simply means it's the storing of carbohydrates in plants. So you can get them in potatoes and yams and vegetables, in root vegetables like squash, or sorry, not squash, but carrots. I mentioned yams and potatoes, obviously. So those are calorie-dense compared to broccoli. So if you want to lose fat, it's easier to fill up on leafy greens and that type than it is to, or it's better to fill up on leafy greens than it is to fill up on mashed potatoes because mashed potatoes have more calories because they're calorie-dense. Calorie a potato is much more calorie-dense than a piece of broccoli. And so you're just going to end up eating a lot of calories. Plus, if you're making mashed potatoes, you're probably putting them in butter and milk and all that sort of good stuff. So simply we found that if you eliminate bread and pasta and rice and, and limit, you know, your mashed potatoes. I mean, it's, I'm not saying that those things are bad. It's just easier or it's better for your fat loss if you fill up on vegetables because you keep your calories down. It's simply a calories thing here. So that's the most important aspect that we want to take a look at. Now, that's pretty easy to understand. But when I go and tell you to eat almonds, it really kind of confuses people because they know that almonds are very calorie dense. So we take a look at this one research study, and it's called Almonds versus Complex Carbohydrates in a Weight Reduction Program. It's from all the way back in 2003. And since then, I've been recommending, you know, to millions of people in Men's Health Magazine and, and my articles on the Internet to choose almonds over an equal amount of calories from carbohydrate because what they found in this study was if they put people on a diet program and they said, okay, for this one snack you get 100 calories or 200 calories from almonds or you get 200 calories from this other complex carbohydrate, for some strange reason they found that people lost more weight when they ate the 200 calories from almonds. And it might be that the almonds were even more powerful at filling people up and stopping them from eating too much at the following meals. So maybe that's the power of almonds. Now, one other thing to mention about almonds is that there's 22 almonds in a one-ounce serving. And I also highly recommend that you're using raw almonds and not roasted almonds if you can eat that way because 
The raw almonds are not as tasty as the roasted almonds, but roasted almonds are often coming with salt and also often are roasted in hydrogenated vegetable oil or soybean oil, which we don't want to consume our foods that are roasted that way. So if you can, be strict with your raw almonds. Now, if you're not a big fan of almonds, here are four ways that we can improve that. So first, you can snack on the dry roasted unsalted almonds. That's not the worst choice in the world. And you can even roast your own almonds at home by putting them on a, in a, or sorry, on a baking sheet in your oven at 350 degrees for about 10 minutes. So that's a pretty good way of doing it. And it does really actually increase the uh, taste of it. You know, hardcore nutritionists will say, well, you might be altering the oils in the almonds when you roast them, and so you're not getting the complete health benefits. But you will get the fiber, and you will get the protein that is in almonds if you roast them yourself. Now, you can also make this weird snack of almonds and raw cacao nibs. There's, uh, you know, it's absolutely nothing like the combination of chocolate and peanut butter, but, you know, cacao nibs give you antioxidants. There's a little bit of um, caffeine, and I believe theobromine in the cacao nibs, and it gives you not the same as drinking a uh, grande from Starbucks, but it will give you some mental alertness, and it adds an interesting taste to the almonds. You can add goji berries. Now, this is an acquired taste, and in fact, I lost this acquired taste, but they're a dried berry, and they're full of uh, vitamins and minerals and amino acids, and so if you are into that taste, you might want to mix them with your almonds. Now, I was eating those for a while, and then one day, um, you know, I got sick on a plane ride, and what did I eat before? I ate some goji berries, and now I associate the goji berries with being sick, and I can't eat them. You know, it's kind of funny. It's like uh, the childhood association with a food that you ate that made you sick. Um, but our fourth option is to mix blueberries with your almonds. Uh, you might mix your blueberries with your almonds and yogurt. You can mix it up that way, and that makes a pretty decent snack with some chocolate protein powder. So there are some ideas for you to get some almonds into your life. But, uh, again, just remember there's 22 almonds in an ounce. All right, so that's it for this week. Plenty of tips there to help you lose body fat and get your workouts in in a hotel room. Next week, I'm going to bring you a really cool strength training program. Now, it's not written by me. It's written by a guy I know. And uh, I really, really appreciate his system, and it's really cool. I'm going to recommend it to you. And there's going to be a research review on empty stomach cardio. So we're going to crush a myth next week. I'm also going to have a little side research study talk about on what um, happens when you listen to your iPod. Or Actually, it's going to be safe levels of iPod listening and some hearing research. And then we're also going to have some caffeine and exercise research in our nutrition section. So that's it for me, everybody, for this week. I am now off to Tampa Bay for a surprise birthday party. I'll bring you back some stories about that and an update on uh, how much Joel's daughter loves me because I sent her this little organic onesie thing. It was pretty funny. And uh, I'll also be hanging out with Vince Delmani, so we'll have some Vince Delmani stories for you next week, too. So thanks, everybody, for being on the call. I will talk to you next week. Have a great week of fat burning. This is Craig Ballantyne from TurbulenceTraining.com. Bye-bye.